0: Nikonja Jata si karanga, ou shagala bagala, nikotayari kuli pa garama, ya si ma mama vuyaki tawala, sita si mama, mama, Bina ukabila you kuza sura wataki kuuza undubu nigufa anna sitasima mahufuyaki tawala sita si mahufuyaki tawala.
1: Good morning, welcome to the G-spot, the good spot, the graham spot, the god spot where all the g's meet. A blessed again to meet and um i hope everyone is doing okay it's been a it's been a tough month but we're almost done we're heading to the next half of the year hopefully it will be better than the previous half today we're going to talk about elections elections is a sensitive t- topic for us kenyans over the over the many years that we've been in this country because um, there's no single year that we've had election. There's no electioneering year, year that we've had a normal year. To be honest, There yeah, there have been some of the worst years in the history of this nation. And uh, I begs to wonder, like, uh, are we the problem? Mm-hmm? Are we the problem, or where's the problem really? We are tasked with a decision of choosing a leader who's going to be transformative. A leader is going to change this country. A leader who's going to have a vision to take us from our humble rugs to a prosperity that we only imagine of. It is, it is but a dream, but nonetheless, we have to make a choice. Regardless of what happens afterwards, a choice has to be made. And it um, is during this time that we have to sit back and look at the choices we've made before, and the consequences that we faced as a nation. And to be very honest, as we are going to analyze this electioneering period over the next couple of days, we really can't start without evaluating where we come from. You know, the way they say, "Cars outside mirrors so that you can look behind. It's important. And for me, as I was thinking on the right path to set us upon as we start, I said, you know what, before we go any further, let's look at the consequences of our choices back before 2007. I think that is that is one of those years that I can witness have attested to seeing how our choices as a country has affected us in such a way, in a way that I can't even explain. It, has, it was one of those years that left Kenya scarred beyond repair probably, because we've never been the same since then. Our country has never been the same, people have never been the same, our perception has never been the same. And I thought, before we start, why don't we talk about this? Because this is going to set a platform on our conversation towards, you know, realizing a better future for us, towards us making good choices, towards us... Not being influenced by people negatively as we practice our electoral rights, so before we start um I'd like us to have a brief understanding of what really happened in two thousand and eight post- election violence the toughest year for us as Kenyans around the country two thousand and seven well a brief a brief a brief history of, of, of what really occurred during that period. Um so 2007 we had two horses in the race we had the greats, the Lodinga and even and, uh, and also uh, Moi Kibaki also running for presidency I think this is the only stain I usually believe was there in Moi Kibaki's governance this stain of 2007 So um <clears throat> so these guys were both competing for presidency back then and um, during the voting process, it was quite clear that Relo Dinga was destined to be president. Having supported Kibaki in two thousand and two, he was certain beyond, beyond any qualm of doubt that the next president would be him. And so did his supporters, right? So votes were cast. On the day before the on the on the night before the final day of elections, I remember that there was a certain shift. A certain shift in uh, in in the voting count. Suddenly, Raila, who was sure to be president, was 13,000 votes behind Moi Kibaki, who whose certainty was quite shaky at that time. Well, first and foremost, it was quite shocking. It was quite shocking to his supporters. Why? Why did things just suddenly take a a, a twist that was unexpected? Hmm? so the following day the following morning Rayla makes a press conference saying that uh, accusing accusing Moikibaki of uh, engaging in electoral fraud and so he asked his uh, supporters to engage in demonstrations around the country and that my friends was the beginning the beginning of a time of great catastrophe a time they shook the country to its core, so people went out to the streets, rioting near to eh Baba may be a here and there. People took stones, they took stones upon they took stones upon their hands, they started looting. It was a difficult time for us as country as a country, going through a period where we, we we didn't expect things to go, to take such a direction. It was really tough. To the surprise of many, um, Kibaki was announced as the winner of the elections. And he was announced the same evening. I mean, w- w- what was that? How, how How is someone announced as president at night? The, in the curve of darkness, you, you, you were termed as a president of a country so great like Kenya. But the decision was made. And that, my friends, was the beginning of hell. I'll share a few statistics of what really occurred during that period. Before Kofi Annan stepped in so that he would find a deliberation between the two opposing parties. What really happened in terms of numbers. Because after that, the first thing that happened on New Year... I mean, funny story, New Year, New Year, this is supposed to mark the beginning of a New Year, 2008 New Year. Um, you, you know the thing with colonialism, it displaced people, especially the people of central Kenya. There are people who are displaced to Rift Valley. So many of those people, uh, they, they were moved from their ancestral homes, especially the Kikui. So they moved to, to the nearby Rift Valley County on New Year's Eve. There was a settlement that had been formed in rift valley that was called Kiamba. Kiamba is a Kikuyu name but it was in rift valley. So rift valley was a, uh, then it was such a stronghold for Ding. and at point what really happened is that um the supporters of uh, Raila Odinga at that point living in rift valley he walked into a church Kiamba. Was Kiamba they locked two hundred people in a church, and what they on what they do? Well, to the surprise of many, they burned the same same church with people in it, two hundred people, but fifty three people died. But just the thought of humans, probably neighbors, burning each other down without consciously thinking of the choices they are making, it is very sad. It's very sad. And then what transpired afterwards is just a mess, a terrible mess, a time that I did not even want to remember or recount. But here are some of the statistics of what really happened during that period. According to the Human Rights Watch, during the 2007 elections, 1,300 people were killed. 650,000 people were displaced. (laughs) Sijika mnokumbukanga, story IDPs, internally displaced people. I mean, in whose world do people get displaced internally in their home? It's hard. And then, and then this was a period when there were so many police killings. According to, I think it was a report by IPOA. five hundred and thirty-seven. Five over five hundred people were shot. Live bullets, heavy, heavy. What were people research? Over five hundred people were shot during that period. There was a, there was a certain reporter who said that during at the height, at the peak of the election violence, he walked into. A motor in a in a, is it Sierra or a Bondo? He walked into a motor, and to his surprise, forty forty people were lying dead of gunshot wounds. Just think about this. I mean that that that's where we've been. That's the lowest you've hit as a country, and that is the point where we should totally not think about police killings. They were they were anom rapes were anom looting. Looting was happening on a daily I remember, there's <laughs> something that happened in 2007, especially for those people who were engaged in looting a lot. You just take whatever you want and you leave. But uh, they were very interesting people. I don't know where they are from, but uh, they had devised a method, yeah, a very interesting method. You go apply their juju there sasa. unataka come you want. Then you remember there was this period when to mtu neighbor fridge and then stuck wa gong. So you go steal someone's fridge but it's stuck on your back, you can't even remove it. You're walking in the streets crying and it's odd because it's using, I don't know, your, your energy. It was something so weird. But that is where we've been as a country. And I and not fully express to you the pain of post-election violence or election violence generally. So I'm going to give you um, some few reports. I'm going to give you some snippets of things that I came across during my research of this incident so that you can fully understand the pain. We're never going to look back at this. We're never going to hit this low as a country. It should not be in our minds rising against your neighbor just because of favor seeked through election is simply absurd. So let's listen. Let's let's process what really happened from the e from the mouth of those people who were in the you know who are into the thick of it. That's how i can say it. So
2: let's listen the
3: men began to chop off his husband body parts, including his fingers, private parts and head, and once they were done
2: mama her
3: two children sought refuge in the forest after another group of attackers stormed the home. Chekemoi's unconscious body was later picked by police and taken to the Molo mortuary. Three days later, she woke up in extreme pain
2: store 2 weeks later while
3: receiving treatment in a private hospital, Chepkemoi gave birth to a bouncing baby boy. Her journey to recovery was however not a smooth one. She was rejected by her family and has since been living with her sister and her three children.
2: Nika lia lia, nikienda na tabu, niki teendea na tabu na gunia. Akuna manguenyetu likuwa nae tabu kunachakula. Ikuwa na chechota na iwa tototo wa wilio likuwa tototo iwasiano wa wilio kuna lia. Niko na totondo gumkona likuwa meumia. Sutayangua kona usomzuri lageni
3: saeleka mbasa na tuatu aliokopa kuinjia takuwa hotel kukula na watu watu anatarokia e. But through her scars, she now visits institutions of learning, championing for peace.
2: Nilichukua chukumu kudiri amani, kuamana nenoona, nililiona na niliona na marcho. Vita siki tunzuri, ni niliona tutau <laughs> mia, bure. nabure, kilaki tutenabura mo, tutenabura mo kilaki watu aliumia, watu aliparwa maliao, yuto nawamba amani and as the
3: political class campaigns, Chekemoi has
2: one plea.
3: Since the skirmishes. She has never been able to replace her identification card because she lost her limbs. She is still optimistic that come 2022 she will get a new card, cast her vote and continue with her peace campaigns.
1: Well that is Joyce Kim- Kemoi's story, right? It's a very sad story and I really wish you guys would just you can go on YouTube and probably check out the video. You can see the mental scars that this woman has, the physical scars that she has. The has been isolated from the rest of our community just because of what happened. Something that is not her fault. That is just one of many stories. Everyone who lived through that period who was not in their home can give you a story, a difficult story of endurance of one of the toughest times in the history of this nation. That is just not enough. We're going to listen to another victim. This lady, on the other hand, was... Raped by several guys, and I want you guys to listen to her and read how that has affected her. This is a reflection of what kind of society we live in and the kind of society we want out of these elections. So, guys, listen, process this information, and you can just take time as much as possible to just internalize and picture it in your head because this is the place we've been from, and we don't want to ever, ever look back there.
4: It is hard to believe that eight years have passed since her horrific ordeal and as some might remember the post-election violence vividly, for Jane the memory remains fresh in her mind.
0: One by one, the hooded
4: men took turns at her. She couldn't put up a fight as the men overpowered her. They kept flashing their crude weapons on her face just to remind her to stop screaming. Since the country was in turmoil, no one dared to
0: come to her rescue that night
4: when her husband came home her once blissful marriage changed forever Jane's husband was so affected by his wife's ordeal, he refused to accept the circumstances and went into denial. And when Jane found out she had been infected with HIV, her husband became irrational.
0: He was a little bit of a disease, and he sex with condom. He would have sex with a condom, and he would have sex with a condom, and he would have sex with a condom. He would with a
4: Jane's husband refused to take antiretroviral drugs and continued to seek solace in the bottle. He eventually died in
0: 2009. <laughs>
4: It was uphill for Jane from here. She suffered a stroke that affected the entire left side of her body. She's unable to fend
0: for herself.
4: Jane gets intimately lonely most of the time but says she's not ready to commit herself to any
0: man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: Many survivors of rape during the post-election chaos said their attackers used guns, sticks, bottles, and other crude objects to sexually assault them. Many were raped in the presence of family members, including young children.
1: Okay, guys, let's picture this. These are stories of women who've been raped, sexually abused, you know. And um, as a society, I believe that, I, 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 I personally believe that women are a class or a category of people who are supposed to be well taken care of in our society. There are people who are supposed to be protected, supposed to be cared for. the are people who should be loved. That's what I believe. And if if a society if if as a society we are not doing that it means we have a problem. Because these are women who are supposed to be protected, right? But against all odds, we can see that men are taking advantage of them in one of the Craziest of ways. And he begs to question the sanity of who we are as a people. Because this reflects us in such a bad way. Is this the true identity of Kenyan people? Is this who we truly are? In moments of chaos we become animals. Is that our true nature? Because this woman is probably someone's mother. She's a mother to someone, right? She's she's a wife to someone. She was a wife to someone. And this is just one of the few cases. Because according to a report by the UNHCR, over 700 women were raped during this period. This is someone's, this is probably a daughter. She's probably your daughter. She's probably your your, your mother. She's probably your wife. Just think about it. Is this what we really want? Is this where we would want to be? Let's listen to the last victim or survivor of some of the most dreadful things that happened during that period. I
2: was going to visit Tanzania. This is where we would want to be. There was a lot of information because when I was going to visit the hospital, I was going to visit.
5: She shows us the x-rays she got from her last hospital visit, three puncture-like holes visible. She was told that she needs four million shillings, a costly operation to remove the bullets that are lodged in. Her breaths are strained.
2: She's not exaggerating.
5: Today she is a pale shadow of her former self. She lives with two of her four children, 11 year old Nancy Kinyi and almost 10 Stanley Ching. They should be in school, but she tells us that they cannot go because she cannot afford it. When we arrived, she tells us that the landlord was asking for eight months' rent that has accrued to sixteen thousand shillings. Pamela tells us that she knows who shot her- a GSU officer known to many in Kebra at the time, a relative of a famous Nyanza politician. She vows never to forgive those who harmed her. I David Othiambu helps Pamela whenever he can. The father of four was 27 when he was shot in 2008. He tells us he was trying to help women and children when he was shot by a police officer. The bullet shattered his knee and tore through it. Can you forgive him? For
0: I can forgive him, mm-hmm. but I'll never forget.
5: What what would you forget?
0: Uh, the day I was shot. Mm-hmm. Since uh, I was shot, uh, I know Kenya has no justice. Mm. From that time, can't do any hard work. If I walk even hundred meters, i have to sit down to rest for another thirty minutes. Guys,
1: this is just but a few stories of the dark times that preceded our country following the 2007 post-election violence. This is the lowest point I believe that as humans we should stoop to so as to seek political affirmation to those who we trust or believe in. We live in a country whereby we have been politically aligned according, according to our tribes, but not according to our beliefs or principles in terms of who we believe can change our lives. It's more of whom to new and whom to see where to, you see. But we live in a new generation, I believe that this generation of ours is different. We've been tasked with the challenge of uniting our country more, more on lines of of trust, on lines of accountability, of responsibility, on lines of principles and beliefs rather than tribal lines. As we head into the next election, come August, brothers and sisters, we have a huge task ahead of us. And the task is to remain calm during this period, to show love to our neighbor. And trust me, you if you shall be stupid enough to raise, be it your knife, be it your panga, be it your jembe, whatever that you shall use against your neighbor in the name of political affiliations, you are the stupidest of people. Because whoever who you do, who you do that in the name of will be in their home unscathed. Living living large, eating their three-course meals when you will be in your home eating your skumawiki. And you shall tear down your neighbor in the name of supporting someone who doesn't even care about you. Who, even if they take, if they, even if they assume mantles of leadership, they will not transform your lives. Because a leader who influences you to turn against your neighbor is not a true leader even if you've been told that you're exercising your political rights and you're defending the rights of i don't know uh, the constitution then that choice of turning against your neighbor is deemed of the lowest standards that human beings can reach let's not get there again we've seen we've seen how this happens have seen the scars, and I cannot even continue saying anything past this because if you've not learned a thing or two from those three, those three confessions, or, or, or is it, you know the the review of accounts, then there's no way I can help you. But I hope you've learned: election violence is not the way to go. As we're going to start on this series, we're going to observe a thing after the other. After this, we want to see what constitutes a good leader and a bad leader. What are the benefits of good leadership? Who should why and why and who should we vote for? This is just a call for peace and harmony as we walk towards the two thousand and twenty two I mean the two two twenty twenty two elections. Let us be better humans. Let us not walk in the same light as we walked Is it 10 10 years ago? Is it 12 12 years? It's been a long time. Let's not walk down that path ever again. Let us be a transformed nation, a visionary nation, a nation with people who see a bigger picture. Not those who see life from the point of a pinhole camera. No, that is not who we are. We are a people blessed with sight and magnificence. He is part of our DNA. So guys, I hope you've learned. That is the end of today's episode. Be blessed as you walk towards your Wednesday. Keep your head up. Remember where we've been from and let's not walk back. Be blessed.
5: ni faria tu undugu chuki na ukabila Hatutaki hata kamwe lazima tungane tuijenge njia tu pasiwe hata moja anayetenganisha Naishi, na tumaini, na jitolea daima Kenya Hakika ya bendera, ni uthabiti wangu Nye wana inchina, nye atamu Kijani ni ya ali, amani Chai ma
1: kenya, mo an chim